What's up, podcast family? I'm Joe Lemon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sales Culture Podcast. And so this is going to be a fun episode. I got Dr. Connor Robertson with me. He's a chiropractor, flipped into the B2B uh, sales <laughs> consulting role. And man, I think he's going to have a lot of jewels for us to kind of take away. He's, he's also launching his own podcast. It's already out. It's called The Prospecting Show. And if anything, you guys should be able to grab his energy and let that energy translate into action for yourself because he has a ton of it. So with that said, guys, let's dive into it. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Oh, by the way, please rate this podcast. Tell a friend about the podcast. It really helps this sales coach movement really catch some steam if you can spread the word of mouth, which is still the best marketing out there. And um, if you really enjoyed listening to Connor or you got some information away from him, he's going to give you guys some tools to actually work with. They'll all be in the show notes. So look for that information there and go to the brand new website, especially if you're thinking about doing your own podcast. I mean, it is almost 2020 people. And if you're not thinking about having a nice flow of content and how you can kind of easily, seamlessly tie that into whatever your business or whatever your growth ambitions are, I mean, whether it's blogging or whether it's, you know, you take pictures for Instagram all day, but you got to tell a story, man. And podcasting has been a great way to connect with people and tell those stories. So if you have any questions about starting your own, I'm your guy. I'm here for you for that. It could be a little tricky, but there's some free ways to do it. And I would love to help you out. I would love to connect because I'm always looking to work with other podcasters and connect and build that community. So go to realvalue.exchange or just go to salesculture.work if you're looking to get one off the ground. With that said, guys, let's get into today's combo. Let me try to set the whole thing for the actual podcast for the audience, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. we got Linkly, went yeah, out to Pittsburgh yeah. for like a couple of business meetings. You were free. You happened to be free. You actually made yourself free. Yeah. How yeah. you rock and roll now. <laughs> Met me down at the hotel, had a couple of um, beers really quick. And then I could quickly tell it was like within the first 15 minutes, I'm like, all right, this guy's going to be a rock star in our space. So the coolest part about it is that you were in healthcare first. Yeah, now yeah. you're transitioning into this B2B you know, marketing sales yeah. dominant role, which yeah. is rare that I definitely want to talk about. That's going to sure. be a big part of this conversation because healthcare is not known for producing uh quality b2b sales guys let's just let's just definitely, say that right definitely yeah yeah and but now you're podcasting as well and you've been trying to do like 100 episodes within like what less 100, than 100 days. days yeah 100 days yeah 100 episodes in 100 days and and that goal you came from well, let's let's spin the story for the for the people listening as well so yeah. you did that uh sales culture uh, interview with linda Yep, and she yep. goes, oh you know i love the podcast and didn't turn out well you guys are going to redo it whatever but yep. she said oh this is pretty cool and she asked me, she said, hey, can you help me do this? And I said, well, if I'm going to help you do it, I better know what I'm doing first. Mm -hmm. so, so I just jumped out there, called you, said, hey, how do I do this thing? What do I need? You go get the Anchor app, get a Simple. microphone, yep. get some headphones, get a computer that you, know, you can record on, Zoom, whatever it is, and just rock it. So the next day, I get all the stuff, Amazon Prime, ship it all in here, hook it all up, and then bam, eight episodes in a row, just hammering them out. And now here we are talking again. So 100 in 100 days, we're definitely doing it. Shit, Connor. I'm loving it, man. So, Connor, Dr. Connor Robertson, welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you so much. I mean, I mean, man, you, you know what, man? So, I love the fact that you don't really hesitate. You know, that, that's something that I learned really quick about you, is that you, you don't need a lot of, you know, details and facts. I'm like, look, this stuff is simple. Podcasting is simple. It's just people talking. It's back yeah. to the basics, right? Um, that's one of the beauties of kind of using this actual tool. But before we dive into that weeds, because I know we both got a lot to kind of jam on that. Like, sure. 
give people a little bit of your background, origin story. How did you get into healthcare in the first place? Yeah, so so to jump back to 2008, I was playing super competitive hockey uh, okay. up in Canada, which is where I grew up. Uh, I got hit from behind, head first into the boards, broke my spine. Wow. All right, and everyone goes, wow, that, that's crazy, right? So six to eight months uh, of rehab there. First orthopedic guy I see, he says, no matter what happens, never see a chiropractor. I said, all right. So then what I did is I said, well, if he says don't do this, you know, just my nature, we're definitely doing it, right? Yeah, so yeah. I get out uh, six to eight weeks to start of, of kind of just doing nothing, sitting at home, taking Percocets, just, you know, glued to the chair, horrible yeah. experience, would never recommend it for anyone else. Go back to the ortho guy. He's like, oh yeah, we could probably, uh, you know, probably start getting you into some rehab, PT, whatever. He's like, but don't go to the chiropractor. So I said, we're going to the chiropractor. So I go there, first you adjustment I ever had. Twice, one Jeez. on the first meeting. Then when I come back for the follow-up, he says, definitely don't do this. So I, I had to do it. So I go to see the chiropractor, gives me a couple light adjustments. This is right after I broke my back. So this was, you know, probably three months later, just started to heal up, light adjustments, instrument adjusting. So something really gentle for anyone mm -hmm. of any age. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So after that, fast forward, chiropractic school, come from Canada to the US, go to New York, go to chiropractic school, practice for two years, and then go, wait a second, I love sales. The healthcare market definitely needs people who are in the B2B prospecting space. Yeah. And with sales culture alone, I go to all these trade shows or see these different vendors and I'm like, great product, horrible marketing. Mm -hmm. How can I match those two together? So what I did is I just showed up, talked to a few different people and started working on our prospecting system. Uh, and interestingly enough, the prospecting tool that we created, which helps generate B2B leads is the reason Keith and I met. Oh, so all right, all right, cool. So now I'm getting some history and I'm getting some actual, uh, you know, backstory on like Keith here a little bit too. So yeah, yeah. You started this prospecting tool and then you and Keith linked, linked up. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was still oh, in sure, practice okay. at this time. So I was practicing, you know, seeing 50, 60, 70 visits a day, wow. working 10, 12 hours a day, even on the weekends. And I'm like, oh, I got to do something in the evenings to try and grow my network, grow my, the people I'm working with and, and get some new connections. Mm -hmm. So I start building out this tool, some email, some text message, direct message, LinkedIn, everything I got. And I connect with Keith and I'm trying to sell him another product that I'm side hustling too. Okay. And he goes, what was the other product? It was uh, it was like a chiropractic vibration type device, soft tissue device, uh, capital equipment, about $5,000 guy okay. I was working with was making it. And so I basically, you know, went in there and, and, and tried to uh, try to sell it to him. And he said, I don't like the product, but I like you. Yeah. I have a client in Atlanta next week. I'm going to be down there teaching, fly down and meet me. So I jump on a plane. I work eight o'clock on Friday night, jump on the plane at night, fly over, land, meet him and his client. All right. Yeah. And then we're like, we got it. We got to do something together. So we figure out all this immigration stuff because I had to change all my papers and all, you know, because I wasn't going to be a physician anymore. I was going to be a consultant. It's a different mm. category. So I fly down, meet him. We do the deal. I come back up and he says, we got to work together. We got to come up with a partnership. We got to come with some way to work together. And we said, boom, done. Within 30 days, we started working together. Love it, man. I love it. And yeah. you know what? Full transparency out to the actual audience as well. I love the actual product myself. That's why I mean, you got linked up when you start really working together. I was like, man, yeah, yeah. You know, this is going to be great for the team. Me being a sales guy, knowing that one of the biggest problems, if you're good at sales, right? Let's assume that that person already has decent sales. sales right. <laughs> um, and, and so if you got that part down, one of the hardest parts is trying to fill your actual pipeline. You cannot yes. get in front of enough people if you are a real closer. And right. so the top of the funnel issues, and I was like, oh, you can automate this process for us in a way that's not like, some, some, some just, uh, you know, some like 
robotic looking feel. Right, you know, right. where he just got like, you know, I just blasting out 10,000 people and everybody knows him and he gets knocked off. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Um, <laughs> this yeah. is such a smoother process. So, sorry, cool. Right. So, you kind of laid this out. You and Keith are pretty straightforward with each other because you guys are yeah. both sharpshooters. Yeah. I get that. And, and healthcare is desperately in need of something like this. Right. I mean, I would say the B2B SaaS guys, those guys do a pretty decent job. All the guys out of the valley and everything else, they yeah, yeah. kind of laid it out to have a pretty good sales structure. But healthcare, this is foreign. This yeah. is like foreign virgin territory for a lot of the, lots of these businesses. So what type, of, what, what type of gaps are you seeing within the healthcare sales and marketing? Yeah. yeah, this is a good question. I actually was just starting to record a little segment on this the other day. So here's the big gap, all right? Yeah they have a budget. So you got a product, you have a service, whatever it is, but you have a budget and you say this budget's for marketing. Mm -hmm. And then the first thing everybody does is they go, let's do trade shows. <laughs> so they take their whole team, they take three or four guys, they spend $6,000 to go to the trade show, plus hotels, plus food, plus flights for like three, four, five, six guys, whatever it is to come to the booth, right? And that's without any other marketing. So they go, let's spend five to 10K a pop. We're going to spend 60 Gs a year to go do marketing. And then they have no strategy before the event, no strategy during the event, no strategy after the event. And then at the end of the year, when they do their Q4 report or end of year report, and they go, I'm not even sure if this worked. And so they start right back at the beginning again, and they don't know anything else. So, so the next year going into 2020, for example, they do the same thing because that's all they know. And they don't know there's a different way. So what we did is we basically sat out there and said, this is what people are doing. Trade show, trade show, trade show, tons of money on Facebook. And here's the problem with Facebook. It's a consumer audience. Right. You are not going to sell a 10, 15, 20, 30, $50, $100,000 product on Facebook. It's not going to happen. It's the wrong audience. If you're selling a trinket, a roll of tape, something small that the consumer can buy, maybe. The price of Facebook's going through the roof right now, and the cost of advertising is ridiculous. So for us, we developed a platform that says, I don't care how many sales guys you have. You could have one guy or you could have 100 guys. We have a solution for you that's by sales rep per month. So instead of having to sit there and say, how much do we spend on Facebook? All you do is you come to us and you say, I want to put this product in front of these people at this time with this sales rep. Done. Problem solved, right? Now it's up to you to be a killer out there and make sure that you get the job done with selling stuff, right? We cannot make people better salespeople, but what we can do is shorten that gap between trade shows and cold calls because no one likes doing either of them, right? They just suck. So this is an opportunity for people to do both of those. And at the end of the day, individuals like yourself who have a really good personality around the sales process are going to be very successful. And that's just the way it is. Man, you know what, man? Um, it, was, it was one of those things that I, I clearly got. As soon as you talked about it for less than five minutes, I was like, oh, boom, done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean and, and trade shows, you know what's so funny? So and I'll be honest about this. I've done trade shows very haphazard, you know, just kind of come into them. Okay, I booked yeah. the show, do them. Um, yep. I got to tell you, one thing that I've, I've really flipped now, I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't like going. Let's just be clear about it. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like leaving on the weekends because no matter what. I don't like leaving my wife so we can, yeah. I can leave SoCal, sunny, you know, of it. Yeah. And there's smog and a whole bunch of homeless people still. <laughs> it's cool. I don't want to leave it, you know? So yeah. I got to hop on the bird, go to some place like Wyoming that I don't really want to go. Yeah. The, you know, in the middle of the winter, but I'm like, damn it, if I'm going to go, I might as well just dominate the show. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things that I've been trying to implement is doing, is being an actual podcast host at the shows. So it just elevates my presence and I can add value back up front. But right. I know that you have some skill sets when it comes to helping sales people really understand how they can really rock out a show. 
Do you mind diving into them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's some really simple ones actually. Yeah. First of all, the the number one thing I'd always say at the trade show is think about who the audience is and pre-sell, 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 pre-sell. If you're going to a trade show and have no idea who you're talking to, when you're talking to, or what you're talking about, you're up shit's creek without a paddle going backwards, right? So, so here's what you got to do. Step number one, make sure you know who's going to be there. Get the list of the vendors, get the list of the other, you know, members that are going to be there, whatever it is, figure out who's there and do some homework. Number two, connect with those people on LinkedIn ahead of time. Go out there, tell them, hey, I'm going to be at this show. Let's link up. It's not that hard. Sit, hammer out a hundred messages yourself if you want. I don't care. Yeah. Do it before the show so that you're prepared and maximized. Two, when you're there, talk to people. Don't just sit there on your phone like I see with everybody else and hammer down. You're spending money to be there. Talk to the people who want to buy the stuff you have. Mm -hmm. That's so simple to do, right? Step three, when you're there, collect the leads. What we do is two different ways to collect leads. Way one, geofence. What we do is we bomb the crap out of phones mm -hmm. with advertising on Facebook. Even though Facebook's a consumer platform, we put it only on cell phones. Every single person in the room gets our boots ad for the next three days. You go 150,000 impressions. It'll cost you probably 250 to 300 bucks. You already spent the money for the trade show. Just spend the extra to get it there. Put it on everybody's phone. Step number two, when you capture their leads, don't scan their badges, which is what everybody does. You spend 250 bucks to get a badge scanner and scan it and nobody really cares. They just go, oh yeah, scan my badge, scan my badge. Okay, yeah, relax, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so instead of that, we create a form, first name, last name, cell phone, email, a form on your phone. You get people to fill it out. It does two things. First, it eliminates the people who are just tire kickers. And two, you can have multiple touch points. You can text them. We text them right away. Hey, thank Jim, Joe, whoever it is. Thanks for coming by the booth. I wanted to give you this piece of value up front. Here's our product. Here's what it solves. And here's how it can help you. We text them as they're leaving away the, you know, from the booth. Automated. We do that. Then we follow them up with emails and text messages. So those are quality leads. And then at the end of the show, you have a list of 150 people who actually want to talk instead of these badges that you just randomly scan throughout the show. Give me your badge. Give me your badge. You know, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, those so are, that's what we do. I mean, I mean, man, you know what? Having that actual conversation does help qualify. I mean, like, 100%. I, think, I think that's the part that people kind of miss. Okay, scan the badge is almost like, ah, swipe my debit card. Yeah, yeah. You will get a couple hits, but the guys that right. walk over some cash, they're in, right? And yes. so if someone stops and actually says, hey, I'm going to fill out this form. And while they're filling it out, why not ask about their life and understand who they are a little bit? So you have some context once you do hit them up. I mean, right. man, that's how you separate it, right? That's exactly it. And you have to know where to start on the list. I don't care right. how big or small of an organization is. Yeah. There's no way you can prioritize everybody. There has to be some focus. Yeah. So if you have a list of 400 people that you just badge scanned randomly, just running around with your scanner at the, at the, at the booth scanning people, you have no <laughs> idea who to call, right? It's like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. You're just <laughs> slamming this thing around all day trying to get it done. You got to be focused, right? If you yeah. want something, you got to be focused on it. So that's why we build out those forms and then have a real conversation. Do a podcast with them. Do an interview. Find out what they actually want. Maybe they don't want what you have. So why would you waste your time selling them that particular product that doesn't fit their needs? But that's what they do. I mean, I mean, Doc, man, you know, you know what's cool about you too, though, man, is that you understand what these guys are trying to accomplish. Like the people right. that, I mean, because you were on the other side of the table. You were the guy right. getting pitched, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean and, and, and you know, one of the one of the misconceptions, I would say, in our space because it's like health and people are like, oh, it's so woo-woo. Nobody's yeah. <laughs> making money. We just want to get everybody healthy. Right. And it's true. It's true. I mean, nobody would do this if they weren't in it for 
helping out their inpatient or if right, they didn't believe right, right. that what they were doing wouldn't have any positive results in their life. But what do you see people doing in the healthcare space, especially around the sales and marketing end, where they're like, man, they're, they're coming to you and they're not doing blank. I mean, obviously trade shows are dropping the ball from not doing the pre-sales and yeah, yeah. follow up, but whenever they get in front of the person, like what's some, just trying to think of some, some areas, the ways that we can make this whole industry better really. Yeah. So I think the, the actual concept of a strategy is mm -hmm. like, it sounds simple, but people don't do it. So here's what I, here's what I hear when, when I do either sales calls or consulting calls or whatever it is, people go, you know, I ask them, I say, what are you doing for marketing right now? And they go two things. I don't know. Or I do X just because. So Facebook, I do Facebook. Okay. Well, what do you do on Facebook? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, so now you're telling me you're spending four to $6,000 a month on something you don't know what it is. To me, that seems like a bad idea, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's okay to say there's someone else on our team that manages that. But if you're, even if you're the CEO, the COO of a small organization or a sales manager or a director, still have an idea of what your strategy is, right? Our goal is to have 50 social media posts a year on LinkedIn and X number of, you know, posts over here. Like you got to have some strategy around it and then look at how does that drive sales? right? And the people that lose every single time are the people who think I put an ad up and money just comes in the door. That's yep. not how it works. The goal of the ad is to get on the phone and the goal of the phone is to educate them to get in the office. Once you're in the office, you can create that value with them and say, I have a solution to your problem. It's going to help you in three different ways, better clinical results, more money, and ideally save you time or be a service that can be delegated. Those are the three things that people care about, right? As a physician, I don't care if you're a pain management, uh, you know, a um, standard kind of run of the mill medical doctor, like a family physician, or if you're a chiro or PT, it doesn't matter. Everybody wants those three things, better clinical results, less time spent on things, and ideally more money because who doesn't like going to Maui, you know, in December, Why right? So, so those are the three things, right? So <laughs> that's, if you could solve those three problems, which sound very simple and kind of generic, then you will win every single time. But you know what though, man? Simple wins though. I mean, because people don't want to think of a brand new concept. They don't want to have to go outside the, outside the lanes and have to reinvent something that's ridiculous. That's beautiful. So thanks for, thanks for kind of diving into those three, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I mean, it's all right. We're getting close to the brand new year. 2020's here. Sounds nuts. I feel like we should be in flying cars already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, so tell me like, what's going on for 2020? What type of... Uh, things are you going to, are you going to seeing in the whole atmosphere, especially around um, marketing and like, and like yeah. So, so we're seeing this, we're seeing some crazy stuff on social. So yeah. one of the big things is uh, Twitter. Twitter is like, Twitter's damn. back, huh? No, oh, no, it's not right, back. Right, it's, right. it's going down. Yeah. It's going okay. down. Twitter is, Twitter's yeah. like phasing out. Right. So the question yeah. is, there's always been this kind of three up top right before really, right. You got Facebook, you got Instagram, mm -hmm. you have YouTube, which were kind of like the top three pillars. And then you had Twitter, which was like this fringe kind of, it was great for a while, but it's been kind of going down over time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you got LinkedIn, which is in the business space. Let's just leave that over there for a second. What you're going to see in the consumer space is TikTok. 100% TikTok will exceed Instagram. Um, this is on air, right? So TikTok yeah. is going to exceed Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn combined, guaranteed, mark my words, two years or less. Damn, guaranteed. Man. That's where it's going. So, so are you on TikTok? 
Are not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching to get strategy before I go, go all in. Uh, cause okay. I got to learn something a little bit before I do it. Even though sure. I am an action guy, I still, I can't just go running around doing everything, mm -hmm. but I think you're going to see huge uptick in TikTok. And the second thing it's almost 40%. I think maybe the numbers are higher now. 40% of Americans listen to a podcast at least once a week, podcasting through the roof, easy to record, not too difficult to edit lots of people on it here. Like look at how we're jamming right now. Yeah, Super man. simple to do. TikTok and podcasts are going to be the next biggest thing. And I think you're going to see LinkedIn's really going to take a surge in the next six to 12 months here because people are realizing if you want to get business done, trade shows are not the only way anymore. Yeah. That's what I think. Ah, I love both of those, man. So I'm on TikTok and I'm seeing the, the actual crazy amount of growth that's, that, that's really happening there. The yeah. part that I, the part that got me is that when I started playing around on it, distribution became easy. Yeah. Like you can just, you can distribute to all the other platforms yeah. seamlessly. And I'm like, Oh yeah. shit, these guys want to run distribution. That's yeah. what they're, I mean, because that's, you, that's the model. That's exactly the model, that's the right? model that they're right? going for. And what about, what about anchor? Right? Let's, let's flip the, flip the cards here. Let's go back to podcast anchor distribution platform. Yeah. You can yeah. record. Yeah. You can do all these other things, but it's all about how can you distribute to all these other networks? Let's go Spotify, um, Google podcast, whatever it is. It's going out. So same thing for TikTok. That's a distribution network for audio and video. You got Anchor, which is distributing audio podcast across multiple platforms. And they're adding platforms every week, man. Like this, it just keeps popping up. So distribution's king. Yeah. And let's talk advertising, right? Yeah, At the it. end of the day, advertising is only as good as the audience you're putting it in front of. That's okay. straight up. So where is the new advertising going to be? Consumer, it's going to be TikTok. Business is going to be podcast, 100%. It's going to be all podcast. It's going to be audio blurbs, 15-second cuts, little intros, affiliate cuts. It's going to be all these different kind of shootouts that are going to happen. And then people are going to cross-market that with Anchor and cast out to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as secondary sources, right? And maybe if you're recording a video session of it too, then you're going to have a video ad thrown in there too. 100%. That's where it's going. Dude, podcast advertising is nuts right now. I mean, and there's a couple of different angles with this. And I'm, I'm going to throw out my actual theory to you because I, I want your honest feedback with it, right? Sure, so, sure. so one of the things that has blown me away about podcast ads is the fact that podcast guesting in particular, like us doing this, mm -hmm. right? If we have the right audience that's engaged, and that's up to the actual podcast to kind of do that. But assuming, you know, I have a great audience, people actually like me, you come on my show, people that follow me listen about sales and marketing. They're going to have, I mean, you could siphon off my actual audience easily here. People right. People fall in love with you. People will say, oh, Connor's, Connor's awesome. He knows his shit as well. I want to check out his podcast, right? Because you got the whole, right. you know, prospecting show that you're doing right now. So that's yep. like major for you. Um, yeah, yeah. But what I'm, what I'm seeing from a couple of these case studies, married growth from <laughs> Sales BQ, one podcast on the right episode has led to over $100,000 in actual revenue for it, right? I mean, Absolutely. If, you, if you give it the right podcasting ad and you go, you go person to person, it's lights out and it's lights out. I mean, and then you wrap in the whole pre-rolls and just keeping the awareness up. If you have a really highly engaged audience, I mean, that's showing that people are definitely resonating with those actual ads as well. It's just a different way to live, man. That, that's, ex that's exactly it. So if we take it at, we just talked micro there. Let's go macro for, yeah. for a second. TV, back before TV, the radio, right? Radio was the place to go. People consumed sports games, talk shows, whatever it is on the radio. Then the TV came out and TV was starting to run ads there. Where you got the Cokes of the world, the Pepsis, like the real big guys, your clothing uh, companies. 
running that. Then we took the TV and said, well, that's not good enough. Let's put it on this little, you know, two by four inch device that we carry around all day called the phone, right? Yeah. So we did that. Now what we're seeing is, well, we skipped the whole fixing the radio thing. So now what we're seeing is podcasting, I think is going to replace the radio and even cars nowadays, some of them aren't even having radios installed in them. They just don't they exist. They have Alexa so think, in there, bro. Exactly. They got Alexa this AI, AI, AI voice driven, driven mm -hmm. kind of thing. And because of that, what ends up happening is you have to focus on that new market, which is podcasting. How can we run advertising? How can we get good brand awareness in that platform? Because TV's now no longer the place to be long term for the small guys, right? Unless you got a million and you're spending it on the Super Bowl commercial for 15 seconds, you're it's you're not doing it. So podcasting gonna be a huge thing, and then your traditional consumer ads, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. So absolutely, podcasting is gonna be probably one of the best ways to do business to business marketing going forward. Absolutely. So here's a here's a, I think that this might this we could possibly break the actual system here. For guys who are like yourself, because you're doing 100 episodes in 100 days, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and you're just getting into podcasts, and you've been doing it now for how long? A couple months? Uh, yeah, less, less than a month, yeah. Less than a month, <laughs> all right, all right, bet. What you're going to notice next year is that you'll be booked out for 2021. Yeah, if sure. you If you want to be. So here's my thought, is that because quality podcasters are going to start getting so many requests, you're, I think that we should start charging people to actually be guests on the shows. Just for the access. Yeah, yeah. And well, here's the thing is you're, you're, you're paying for, you go to a trade show, you're paying for access, right? You, you go to a, a sales event or a marketing event, you're paying for access, right? So yeah. in the podcasting space, there's going to be pay per access and then you can plug it, right? So if you go to these, these, these nightclubs, these fancy kind of restaurants, they have events that you pay to get in Yep. and then you pay to have, you know, Bacardi's brand sitting right there at the front door, right? You're paying for those two things. The podcasting world's going to be the exact same thing. You're going to pay to show up and you're going to pay to play, right? Those are going to be the, the two different things. Dude, dude, man, I, th I think it's going to be one of those really interesting years because people that aren't doing this type of actual, these type of actual efforts, right? Now, whether you dominate LinkedIn or whether you dominate TikTok or wherever your audience is that you have to be, right? If you aren't taking these measures, I really don't know how you're going to function within three to four years. Right. I mean, because if you don't have a podcast or you don't talk to your audience somehow, some way, whether that's billboards or whether that's yeah. Facebook ads, whatever you're doing as a salesperson, even if you're not personal branding, I don't know how they're going to exist in the future, man. I mean, I, yeah, I just, no, no, I 100 percent agree with you. So here's the here's how I think that's going to get fixed. Yeah, right. Because, Dynamically, it's going to eliminate the week. And it's like natural selection. Right. Yeah, if you have a yeah. small business and you're still doing 2005 techniques unfortunately you haven't learned yet and you haven't had enough pain yet. So you're not going to get to the next level. Right. And that's not to say you, you suck at business. I and mean, those people are, are, I'm sure great business people, but if you can't keep up with the trends, you're going to, you're going to feel it. Right. So if you're, you're on Facebook, I just talked to a lady today who runs primarily Facebook ads. She's thinking of switching careers because she's saying the cost per ad is going through the roof. And I said, you got to adapt. Everybody's running Facebook ads. Of course the price went up. You used to be able to spend $10 a day on Facebook and absolutely crush it. Dollar. Now, if you don't, now you can't $10 a day. You can't, you can't sell anything at $10 a day. Right? Sure. So, so that's why you got to adapt and go to the next level. And the way that that's going to happen, honestly, is going to be the companies that can't figure it out are, are going to disappear. So you're going to see a lot of these small businesses kind of not really make it anywhere or be pretty stagnant. And then you're going to see some hyper growth, right? We're seeing the first trillion dollar companies. We're seeing lots of millionaires, multimillionaires that are being formed today from online businesses. 
And at the end of the day, podcasting, you know, your reach is unbelievable, right? Like it's not even, people don't even understand how big the reach is because when you cast out the 10 different platforms, plus the social networks, you're going to have a million views. Man, man, man. And you know, even with the actual million views, that's one, but the depth that you get, right? Yeah. Talk about, talk about how your first couple, you know, outreaches have been with other people as you're trying to get them booked on your show. Yeah, so here's, here's the real cool thing about what the, the, the prospecting system that we created, which we're like, wow, this is, this is going to be good for selling some other stuff. Right. So we're going to get some introductions, build a network, sell some, some, some other products. We flipped the script there. And I know you and I talked a little bit about this, like how can we get the right people interested in podcasting with us? Because we want to grow the network. So we, we retrofitted the whole system. We built the prospecting system around podcasting. How can we introduce people? How can we get them on the podcast? How can we invite them to be sponsors? How can we do a 15 second plug for them? What is it going to take to get the right people at the right time? And the prospecting system's hundred percent the way to get there. Now you can sit there and open up your LinkedIn or open up your email and be inundated with 50, 60, 70 people that are like, let's chat. Right. Or you can go to another trade show and go, you know, run your butt around for five days or four days, hoping that you can get some stuff done. I personally would much rather sit at home and have great conversations 24 seven than sit on, you know, my 20th Southwest flight of the year to, to go <laughs> somewhere in the United States for two days. Right. Yeah, so man. That's where it's going to, I think that's really where it's going to go. And I mean, at the end of the day for, for anybody who's listening, if you have a podcast and you want to hook up with the real value exchange or, uh, any, anything to do with Joe, you know, hit him up because he's, you know, you're blowing up right now. And I think that that's going to be a great opportunity for, for you guys to, to link up and, and talk about what you got going on. Appreciate those plugs, man. I do. I mean, matter of fact, I'll plug away myself, the real value.exchange, building out the whole network. I mean, because really I'm passionate about this and obviously me and you've been jamming me and you've been talking about it. I love your tool and, and lots of the, lots of the theories that I'm hacking away at and trying to get other podcasts to set up. It's a, it's a very nice marriage, man. So so, I mean, I mean, please tell people how to find you as well. Tell them how they can learn more, more about doing your actual systems as well, man. Yeah, absolutely. So we have two different places you can go. If you want to learn about the system itself and watch a little video on it, you can go to syntax.com. That's S-Y-N-T-A-C-Z.com. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, which you'll probably have some segments here from Joe as well, that's the prospectingshow.com. That'll redirect you to Anchor, and then you can choose, you know, your favorite way to listen to it. Um, and, and, and that's really the, the two ways to do it. Um, other than that, if you want to email me, Connor at syntax.com, C O N N O R at syntax, S Y N T A C Z.com. And I'm happy to, to hook you up here, introduce you to Joe. Uh, you know, if you haven't already met him, get you on the show there and show you a little bit about the prospecting tool. Dr. Connor, you're, you are a straight assassin, man. You know I mean? <laughs> it is one of those things that I saw as soon as we linked up in Pittsburgh, I was like, this guy is going to dominate the actual industry. So man, and you're, and you're off to the races, brother. So thanks. Really appreciate you. For the rest of this year and next year coming too, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much. No, man. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. We're out. Man, I know you guys got a ton of value from listening to Dr. Connor move man there's so many plays that we have lined up for 2020 so i want to wish you guys a happy new year be safe look forward to seeing you guys next year and you know what if you're thinking about doing a podcasting thing talk to dr connor talk to myself we'd love to give you the insights and tips and share with you any uh ways to kind of streamline that process with that said guys you guys have a phenomenal 19 hopefully 2020 is even bigger and better for you until next time